What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here, coming to you live with Chris from A Daily Refinement every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. on my channel. Um, please excuse. This is my summer do. I wear a hat all the time, so you guys get to see. That's what happens when you're live. Um, we just came from a walk. So welcome, Chris. Um, how is your week? What have you been up to? Week's great. Um, other than like a minor foot injury, it's been mm -hmm. good. I've been working. I, I've, been, I've been doing a, um, a bar class with my wife. And it's like uh, the ballet thing, and yeah, um, like a virtual one, a virtual one. And I'm yeah. um, not used to spending as much time on my toes, um, and so I, I forgot what it's called, but it can be caused by my heel hurts, and but it's it's almost gone. So is it like strained into your calf and stuff too, or just uh, your heel? Only my heel, but yeah, it, it, I had to look it up because it's. It's weird. Being on my toes caused my heel to hurt. I don't, like that makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Well, if your foot's not used to it, um, so. well, it's getting better by itself. You don't have to like go to a doctor or anything. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's very common. Three million Americans have it and it goes away, but there's no treatment. Of course, so, you know yeah. that. Of course, you, you looked that up you and know do. that. <laughs> um, how is sourcing and stuff going? Are you guys open up yet? Or uh, what's going not, on there? We can ex uh, accept donations, but thrift stores are not open yet. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, uh, a couple of things. One, I, I equate healing my foot just like reselling. It's a little bit yeah. like baking a cake. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's no like thing that makes it go away. You just have to tweak it and stretch and adjust. And I feel like that's exactly how, how reselling is. So I'm sort of committed. I'm like 90% committed to only working with relationships. So I'm not going to not thrift, but I'm not going to thrift. I want to thrift with somehow the, the actual thrift store. I don't want to go one by one. I want to, I want to go and expect a certain return. So as an example, I want a direct deal with a thrift store. Like I get all this kind of stuff or I get to pick first. I don't want to go in there and just leave it the chance. Yeah. So, um, if you have private thrift stores, that might be an option. Drama Free Mama, she's actually on the call today. She was on Monday with me um, and she has a deal with a thrift store. There's like 20 resellers that come in before they put out new inventory and you like yeah. pay a fee to get in or whatever, but then you get like the primo. I can't see any of our thrift stores doing that though. It's a private thrift smart. store. Um, but yeah, I'm like, it's great. I would pay 20 bucks to get like the primo prop for two hours and not have to like deal with going out on a weekend, right? Hmm. Um, do you think thrift stores in your area? Because we have mostly chains in our area. I don't know that, and a ton of resellers. I don't know that that would work here. I think it would work if, as long as you have the right deal. I think the right deal is guaranteeing a certain amount of money spent. Um, I just helped the lady um, do that. She spent, the person said you have to spend at least 200 bucks. You can come early. This is the price of everything. Shoes are this much whatever. Yeah. If, if you're going to make me come half an hour before we open, you got to guarantee a certain amount. So she spent like $500 because it's, you're the only one there. Yeah, for sure. I would do that. See, cause I've reached, I've reached out to some here and they're like, no, it's, you have to come like everybody else. And I was like, this is how much I'm looking to spend. This is how much I already spend every month. I would spend more than that anyway. They're like, no, we're like fair opportunity. Um, so this maybe is, just keep calling. This, this is perfect because I don't want to be like everyone else. So when I hear that, I'm like, great. That means I said the wrong thing. I had to go home and prepare my pitch again because I don't want 
to wait in line like everybody else. It's such a waste of um, if you know everyone's time's worth fifty bucks an hour at yeah. least. So if you can, and I do think though, if you go at the right time, um, meaning like more or less, you kind of know when they're restocking. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be everyone else as long as you know when that time is. Like, okay, no problem. I don't get preferential treatment. At least let me know when the best time of day to come is. Yeah, and I know I've yeah. been thrifting in Denver my entire life. I know the good stores. I know the good days. I know um, yeah. it sourcing right now, though, and this is why I reached out to them recently, is they're not, because of the six-feet distancing, they can't have as many people in the back processing. So their mm-hmm. inventory on the floor is about half of what it normally is. I didn't know so, that. like, I, yeah, I went this weekend um, – and they're so like at the bins, people I haven't gone to the bins. People at the bins say it's better because then you they only let so many people in, so your competition is less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I prefer thrift stores, um, and I don't want to deal with you have to like wait in line at the bins and stuff. But they had I went through and I found probably about half of what I would normally find on a thrifting trip. And I was talking to the employees, and they're like, Yeah, we just can't. We have all the inventory we normally have, we can't get it on the floor because we can only have two people in the back where we used to have eight people in the back processing it, right? Because it's so small. Um, so that's something I wonder if anyone in the chat is having that experience as well. Um, so where have you been sourcing if you're not? So you're doing mostly online and I want to, I want to switch a hundred percent to, um, online sourcing only. And, um, the way I'm going to do that is just teach a VA to source for me. And I'm just going to concentrate on shoes for now, but, um, you know, eventually if that, if, if there's other categories I can get good at, then I'll do that. But online has been great right now. I feel like people need extra money and yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of like new people that aren't necessarily like resellers right do you have like a burner account oh you went am i frozen you for i can hear you but your face is just frozen hold on let me see if i can uh readjust it uh it looks like it's working now um so the um no i don't have a burner account i'm okay buying it and flipping it for more it's obvious so I think that what well, I'm making offers on whole lots, whole everything yeah. in your store. And I found a Poshmark closet that is the liquidation for a retail store, which is great. Mm-hmm. They have 600 items in their store. They're all new or like looks like tried on, which is great. Yeah. So I'd yeah. love to say, um, but the thing okay. is, I don't know if I will be able to um get this store but i feel like i looked and i couldn't find their inventory on ebay and if i was selling expensive shoes i think it's ridiculous to only sell it on poshmark it's yeah 20 percent fee is crazy only 20 percent fee right yeah well i mean i my ebay fees are up there too um but if you know what you're doing ebay can be cheaper yeah. Um, but if they, if they probably, I mean, are they new to Poshmark or they're only, they've been there for a while? I don't know, but I, I um, noticed this person I'm just thinking if they're new. Yeah. If they're new, but I just feel like there's so many people on Poshmark who are just selling what they have. Yeah, for and sure. I and Macari. Them. Have and you Macari. tried Macari? Macari I haven't been on Macari. How do you do the shipping on there? Cause that's, what's going to kill you. How do you mean? This, like if you're buying whole lots on Poshmark. They can't fit that in five dollar five pound shipping. They can fit two, usually. 
So it's just more than one box. They have to contact Poshmark for a different label. And upgrade it. Because I've had big uh, lots sold too. And the upgrading um, Poshmark was not very receptive. Also, <laughs> they people, just didn't respond. People on Poshmark are pretty savvy. So they can find me on Instagram. Yeah. And then true. I can just send them a bill. I'm, right now I'm working with FedEx Freight. So this is this is very cool. A gentleman today offered me 800 pairs, 400 in, in Hawaii and 400 are in New York. So I'm working with FedEx Freight to drop. In New York, it's no problem. They're going to drop off a pallet four by four box. Hawaii, I don't know yet if they can actually do that because how do you ship uh, ground from Hawaii? I feel like it's yeah, only right. air. So, so ground is definitely the cheapest because I've been starting to look at now that I like I went and sourced the thrift stores to see if I can get back to like my normal group. And I don't think that's going to happen. I still enjoy it and I still w want to do it, but I don't think that it's going to be, you know, full time like it was. Um, I'm going to have to start finding it elsewhere. And I'm having a hard time with shipping because I can find a deal. And then I'm like, well, by the time I ship this, it's really not great anymore. Right. I, I'm going to do it for fun. I like thrifting for fun. But yeah, that's kind of right. Yeah, doing it for a living doesn't really work. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, well, that was not the topic at hand. So let's get into that. Can you see um, comments? My comments mm -hmm. look like they're frozen. I can. Oh, What's I up, Allie, in the UK? Hopefully she can. I'll try to pull it up on YouTube as well. Yeah, um, it gives me feedback when I do that. Sorry if I'm not responding. I see like two comments. I'm assuming more people have joined. Um, so today I want to talk about um, one thing. There's lots of things, but one thing that big resellers I'm noticing are doing, um, and that is a virtual assistant. You just mentioned it in this whole conversation. Um, I have one as well. You can't do more. I, I mean, you. there's so many things to do. If you want to make more money, you have to have more time and eventually you run out of time, um, especially for a lot of people that follow me and a lot of resellers that are, you know, this is their side hustle or whatever. So finding a virtual assistant, I think is really um, what I'm noticing a lot of the bigger resellers and people who are making more money allocating or um, putting outsourcing uh, tasks to certain people. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how to find this um, and what your expectations for it are. I've had a lot of people, I got lucky. I just found another reseller who really likes the list. So she already knows what she's doing. I didn't really have to train her, um, but I want to talk about kind of the expectations going into this. How do you find someone? There it goes. <laughs> Finally came up. Um, talk about first how you find someone, um, where are you going? And then we'll get into like your expectations and how to properly train them. Sure. So right now I use an agency called Hammock. They used to be called DataPure, now they're Hammock. They're doing all my online VAs. Like um, they build listings for me, they cross list, they do accounting. And it's it's going to take six weeks of meeting every single week. So you had asked me, how do I structure that? Yeah. So as an example, um, on, on Fridays at nine o'clock, I meet with my listing virtual assistant every week now. That's on on the books actually forever. So every single Friday, I want to get on the call and be like, how's it going? What can we improve to help you source shoes for me? That's going to be forever. Every Friday at 2 p.m., I go over um, with Hammock to work on my bookkeeping process, the listing process, cross-listing. Every week, we're tweaking it. I'm getting a report of how it's going every Friday. And I love that. Actually, I would like my Friday to be the most important day in my week. I'm basically going over all the job descriptions for everybody on Fridays. Um, and ideally, you know, just to make it a simple 
concept for people to understand. If you're making $50 an hour and you have more hours of work than you can do, then as long as you hire for less than $50 an hour, you're making money each person. But the thing is, most people are not efficient. So they're not earning $50 an hour. So that right. they're so if you are not earning $50 an hour, it doesn't make sense to get a virtual assistant because it's, it's going to be a lot of extra work. Yeah. And especially in the beginning, I'm, I mean, I, like I said, I was lucky, but I've been talking to people as well. And it's a lot of training up front, right? Mm -hmm. Like once, and you're saying, you know, six weeks until you get in training. So that's a lot of upfront time to get it to where it is more efficient. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about, if you're only in the beginning, are you only meeting with them once a week or how does that, um, and I've talked to Hammock, I've worked with them a little bit as well. Um, so I am familiar with them and I like the concept of what they're doing. Like they kind of are the go between, um, and organizing and training people. So it's not, you just, you know, going on Fiverr trying to find someone. Um, so I do like that concept, but in the beginning, are you, I would expect maybe like daily or I'd expect 10, 10 hours a week in the beginning to hire someone. So remember, you're taking a $500 loss by not working during that time. Right. So you're losing $500 from not working. You're also probably paying them a couple hundred bucks at least. So you're losing, let's just say 700 bucks a week. If you're not ready to take that hit, because you'll see people like panicking because they're not making money for a couple of weeks, then don't hire someone. If you're not yes. willing to, Go through the it's called the dip each time you change something you're going to go through this dip where you have to learn how to do something even yourself if i were to say sarah you have to learn how to sell on depop you'd be like okay and then you wouldn't work on other stuff while you learn depop and then that, right? that's the that's the issue well, and I think that's a valid point that you said that i was just telling my husband we've talked about youtube in the past and once i get ebay like where I feel like it's manageable more or less by itself. I know like what to do. Then I'm like, I can like put time into YouTube. And if you're not to the point where you feel like things are going smoothly, um, you're probably aren't going to be to the point where you can take that hit. Right. And you're still going to get a little bit of a hit, but if you're like, okay, I need to do these seven things today. And then I can spend two hours with my VA. If you're still like, you know, wandering around trying to figure things out and then also doing a VA as well. Um, I like that you said you're going to take a hit because I'm hearing a lot of people like I hired a VA. Why aren't they working tomorrow the way that I want them to? It's not that simple, even with um, hammock, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, patience is I think that after. Hopefully, as our relationship progresses, you will become more patient. Because I'm no longer in a hurry. I've become more ambitious, but more patient. So as you start putting things together, you're going to hopefully calm down, not want to achieve your goals super right away. Because like my uh, my old boss just sold his company for $65 million last week. And he's like on to the next $100 million project now. And he's never in a hurry. He just takes yeah. his time. He actually it. looks like a snail, like he moves really slowly. He's um, the opposite of you. He can't do any multitasking one yeah. thing at a time. And, you know, but just well, I think. You know, yeah. And I think something that helps with the patients, especially when you're doing multiple things, like when all my eggs were in Poshmark's basket, I knew all my inventory. And I was like, why isn't this selling? Why isn't this selling? And now it's like, well, it's on Poshmark. It'll sell when it sells. It's on eBay. It'll sell when it sells. I do like my daily tasks that, you know, get me those sales and get me what needs to be done. And then now I'm going to try and figure out YouTube and see what happens. So it is 
I think as you become more ambitious, like you said, it makes you more patience because you're doing more things that you're like, this is cool. It's going to make me the money that it makes me. Let me focus on something else um, and work on improving it. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that's your comment. I was like, someone had a really good comment, but it's yours. <laughs> focus on 1% improvement makes you a beast after just a few years. Um, and that's something I've been doing in my closets as well is going back and slowly improving one thing a day, right? Well, like 1% a day and looking at why hasn't this sold and figuring it out. Um, back to the task at hand, the VA. Um, so as far as making the process smoother, do you have, like, how does the training work? I never had to train anyone. She, she actually trained me. She was like, this is how eBay works. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, that works. Um, but how do you, if you're looking for a VA and you have found someone, how do you go about training them in the most efficient way possible? Hopefully not to be wasting everyone's time. So I'm going to be dropping some huge heat here. You ready guys? Um, so everyone smash the like button because this is important. I got some advice that changed my life this year, which was you need to hire people who you don't need to worry about. So you can hire people to like help you right and they're just assisting you. you can hire people to try to do it for you and you're kind of always looking over their shoulder to make sure they're doing it right or you can hire people who you don't have to worry about and i found two people that work for me now that i don't have to do anything if there's a problem they let me know and if if not it goes better than my expectations so one is yeah. setting the expectation of x amount units need to be done at this quality level so what's happening right now is they are delivering above that quality in photos. They're delivering above that quality in item specifics. They're over delivering and they're letting me know like, Hey, this is, I'm, we're having problems with this. They're very, the communication is very open. I check with them all the time. I'm very appreciative of them. And I think it's important. Like it goes both ways. You have to take care of them. So they take care of you. I'm okay. Overpaying a little bit because then I don't have to worry about them. If you yes. pay people yeah. as little as you can, which is what most people do, um they're gonna hate you, you pay for what yeah well and you pay for what you get right mm -hmm. and and it's hard because you're like well i'm paying someone i don't it comes out of my profit but yes if you're paying someone you want to make sure but how do you like you're finding a va how i mean i agree with what you said but like how do you find someone like what do you you like do you make a okay. job description like these so, are the expectation like what exactly do you want to get to find that person this is great that's a great question because even better than you coming up with a job description. Okay. Because, um, I don't have any kids yet, but I have seen kids and this is what kids do. They actually don't care what you say. They just model you. Okay. Uh, so if you're learning, trying to teach a kid something and you do it and then they, they don't, they can just do it. So when, when you're training a VA, when I work with hammock, they, they, when I say something, they're like, eh, can you just show us what you do so we can try to copy it? That's yeah. much better because they can see, you can't see what you're doing. Right. And so then trying to, that's what I thought about doing is like typing out all the steps. And I'm like, well, that sounds chaotic. But with technology now, like, I mean, you could easily get on a Zoom call and record it, right? And then they can go back and like mimic every single thing that you're doing. And then you make your to-do list after what, watch yourself do it on camera or on a screen recording, then you can make the steps. So it's like, even now, if I want to make a YouTube video, sometimes I'll film myself talking and then I will go back and take notes on my video so I can see like what I want to do. And that's been helping mm. me tremendously on search too. So 
now that I've decided that I'm okay just selling shoes, I'm shopping hardcore every day. I'm looking at what, I'm, what, would I, what would I look for? What brands? What styles? What, how do I type it in? I'm looking at the way this, the eBay search goes. And um, this is a beautiful thing. There is some running shoes that I, I'm, I'm researching and I'm typing in different ways of finding it. And I'm finding eBay sellers. I mean, hopefully everyone in the chat can relate to this. I'm finding eBay sellers that their listings are suppressed. You do the normal search and you can't find their item. You have to do some weird stuff like um, only searching for the brand and then sorting through some stuff to find their store. If you type in the brand, mm. the shoe style, the size, their listing doesn't pop up. And eBay is really big and I don't really understand why that happens, but that's I'm using that to my advantage because those are the shoes that I am buying. I just bought today. I bought a hundred and sixty dollar pair of shoes for forty five dollars, and it blew my mind. I was because like, they're not coming up, and they've probably been sitting around, and they're up, like they've just been sitting. Yeah. The person accepted my offer right away, and I was like, "Oh wow, I offered too much. I should have offered thirty five dollars." And um, you're doing this from your account because I am scared. Yeah, from my account. Like I'm scared of offering like really low and like offending people. So I heard. Well, I mean, okay. Um, obviously, if I had offered a dollar, that's insulting, right? Yeah. So it's for kind like of forty dollars like, for one hundred and sixty-five dollars shoes. Right. You would. I I thought I was gonna get the counter offer of about seventy-five, because there are other shoes selling for ninety to a hundred. So I figure maybe this guy will counter offer. Um, but the thing is, I, this person has two thousand items in their store. They have a decent sized store, and they're only selling forty items a month. That's really yeah. low. And this is yeah. like not far off the the average store on eBay does 100 sales for 2,000 sales or 2,000 items. So they're doing half as good as the normal store. So I, I kind of just, so just take whatever I, I gauge the desperate seller. And yeah. then I made another offer on another pair. And I think that they're like, Dang, this guy, this guy is is trying to snipe He's all my onto it. Yeah. So so that maybe I should use a separate account. Yeah. But, but I think people like they don't mind as long as you pay fast. And they're making something, right? They're and it's something. I yeah, I've done that. Um, or if you look for like misspelled things, mm -hmm. um, because then they don't come up in searches. So if you type, you know, I do a lot of purses. If you type Michael right. Kors wrong, um, it's stuff mm -hmm. that'll come up and like scroll to the very bottom of the page or a couple pages down. Um I forgot good. about that. Yeah. Um, although my VA, see my VA, I got lucky. My VA is teaches me things. We, I had um Oh, I had a pair of shoes, Stuart Wiseman shoes sell this week, and they were actually spelled wrong because it autocorrects to S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Mm -hmm. And so when she did the listing, it autocorrected and I didn't catch it. She didn't catch it. They sold anyways. And I was like, that's weird that they sold. And she said on eBay, eBay has an auto um, correct, like in their behind the scenes, like typically misspelled words. Um, so I don't know how well that works on eBay, but I've done it on Poshmark for sure. That's a great tip. I think I'm going to, I mean, I like the thrift stores, but I need to get better at um, sourcing online. I have been taking, um, having inventory come to me has been really nice <laughs> because it limits my, I was going shopping, you know, four hours every weekend. And now I'm like, oh, I can like do other things for those four hours because I already have it here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely, but I do like thrifting. So I don't want to get rid of it I, I altogether. Also, 
one I don't want to forget before this the live started today I had mentioned that if I sold women if I understood women's clothing mm -hmm. the opportunity is much bigger um, even looking at the number of shoes my wife has versus the number of shoes I have it's different right and yeah. uh, you guys can maybe guess the ratio so like if you are looking at that ratio I don't understand the the uh, shoes that you would wear to a nicer event or, or work work shoes are important especially if you work on your feet right mm -hmm. it depends like the range of women's shoes is incredible, right? So you didn't need to know that you would need to know work wear. Work wear is really important. You could do industry, you could do event wear. These are items that have three to thousand dollar MSRPs that people sell after they wear them one time. Well, and that's what I was gonna say with women too, is you can find men typically and kids wear their stuff out, right? Like my husband, finally, I was like, you need to go get a new pair of running shoes. You've had those for five years. <laughs> like you were complaining that your feet hurt. And he's like, well, they're still good. But I am like, oh, I wore this twice. Now I'm going to resell it. Right. So like you can get a lot better women's, typically speaking, women's inventory as well because yeah they wear it twice and then they're like i'm done with it where men are like i'm gonna wear this until my wife either tells me i don't have to anymore or you know tells me it's out of style integrates some guys will wear it like that yes right um and i actually got a lot of really nice um jeans and the wife was like my husband would still be wearing these but i'm telling him they're out of style and he like doesn't know that i'm giving them to you <laughs> and they sold really well um but they were out of style um yeah, that that is a like uh, I saw this underwear subscription service for men, and um, so the the theory was men wear underwear until it disintegrates, and they don't care, but their wives do. So yeah. the marketing was only to women. I thought it was amazing, and women were ordering subscription boxers for their husband. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, that's and funny. I'm like, wow, wow. I was going to say something, but my husband probably won't appreciate me talking about his underwear, but that is a true um, fact. Someone did ask a question. Um, do you make videos to literally show them or hammock does a lot of stuff on zoom, right? Yeah. So what you would do is you would hop on with a, an agency or a VA and they can record the screen for you because they are going to, they do that all the time, or you can use QuickTime, or I think on PC, you can use windows. I'm not sure what program, but. You can they find a, a free, free, one. A free yeah. program that to record your screen. And even if you are just recording it for yourself, it's tremendously useful. You know, like mm -hmm. if you, you inspect what you expect, whatever you want out of life. And it's like one more thought before I forget is the continuous education thing. Mm -hmm. If you are in a job that makes a hundred K or more, there are no jobs that make 100K or more where you don't have to continuously learn. But people who resell expect to make the same amount of money without improving themselves at all. So you have to get better because the market is going to get harder. Like, yes. you know, you're seeing people now that are saying, like, oh, I used to make a good living on eBay and now I can't anymore. But now the same person is cross-listing. They're selling in a few more categories. They've known some tricks. They have a couple friends and they're still barely making it because it's yeah. getting harder. So you have to get better. You have to be version 2.0 reseller extreme. And you have to know all these cool things to make this work. It's no longer just flip a few things on eBay. That's not going to make enough money. And not just complain on social media mm -hmm. <laughs> that, the, that the reselling market sucks right now. Um, yeah. 
because so I definitely one, one more thought. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, no, that's why. That's why I have um, you here. <laughs> I am following right now pretty much only YouTubers who make 100k or more because I want to know what they're doing. So um, your husband is is a connoisseur of of YouTube. I am in a I am too, but right now what I'm looking for is specifically what I want which is I want yeah. my channel to make a certain amount of money. So I only watch channels that make that much money. And the, the things that they do, I'm going to do. So in reselling right now, who my friends are going to be, this is a little weird, but I'm going to be friends with dropshippers because they are only doing what I want to get really good at, which what is- What are dropshippers? Dropshippers are people who sell stuff on walmart.com, on eBay, uh. homedepot.com, on eBay, or- they're they don't Got they're it. not actually going out to get inventory and so that's the skill that i want and that's the skill that if you guys are at home right now if you learn the skill of finding profit online you never need to work for anyone ever again but it's it's but expect it to be difficult if no one expects to be an accountant without a degree and without some training so why yeah. do you expect to be good at online sourcing when it's hard it's right. Hard. And if it was easy, if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. And then that would suppress the market. And then you wouldn't be making as much money anymore. Right. Like exactly kind of how it works. Duncan is asking how much dollar value of inventory do you need to sell a hundred K a year, Chris? A hundred K in sales is, is pretty low. I would say you'd need, um, hmm. Well, it depends on your sell through. I'd say, uh, let's see, 100K is like 8,000 a month in sales. I would say on the low end, 40K listed. And if you spent less than 15K on that inventory, I would say that's fantastic. So if you, you know, 10 to 15 grand you had in your pocket and you spent it on stuff worth 40. Now, it depends. This is traditional stuff. If yeah. you were to sell stuff with a higher margin like those duncan sells ephemera um i would aim for a slower sell-through rate but um a little bit larger of an inventory but it's kind of interesting it, it really depends on what you're selling because if you're trying to sell 100k worth of shoes it's not very many i mean it's like only a few hundred pairs if yeah. you're trying to make a 100k year gross with clothing it's a lot more items and if you're trying to do like electronics it might be thousands of items or yeah. you know it's interesting it depends on yeah so we would need to know what category first yes it, i mean it's a math game you just figure out what your sell-through rate is and um you know how and everyone's sell-through rate is going to be different and how much time you have um committed to doing it so for you sarah it's important in my homework um is you need to find a couple of stores that you like that you want to model on ebay and you want to find a couple of YouTube channels that have a similar audience that do a similar thing. And for me, unfortunately, there's not a lot of resellers who make a hundred thousand dollars on YouTube. So there's a few. I can think of like two. Right. But so, I'm not a huge YouTube. I have actually been getting right. on more. But but there um, are there are thousands of of fitness YouTubers that make that much. There's thousands of self development people that make that much. And and so uh, I just talked or I didn't talk, but I Instagram DM'd this this guy that has a fitness channel and he didn't respond. So I, I contacted him on Inst on LinkedIn. He's like, yeah, I don't use Instagram anymore because um, my clients are gym owners and yeah. gym owners usually are not on Instagram. They have Instagrams that create workouts, 
but they themselves are not on there. I had to find them on LinkedIn. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, point taken. I'm going to go on the LinkedIn, look for people who own brick and mortar shops, go to the chamber of commerce, go to those meetings and meet people who, you know, like there's a lady here that sells dog products and she does several million dollars a year. Doesn't have an Instagram account. Her, her, her dog store does, but like the pet food, gourmet pet LinkedIn food, is, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. I believe it's it. Insane. It's ridiculous. Where is she out of? Like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but where is she out of? Oakland right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say California. That sounds yeah, like California. a very California thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, no, LinkedIn is definitely more of a professional setting. Like when I was in corporate America, that's like where you go and they job hunt and they, you know, and Instagram is more like fashion, right? So if I'm doing women's clothing, I'm getting a lot of like fashion type. And if that's what I want to do. Um, Ali has a question. When you're making that amount of sales, how do you um, cope with the shipping, pay someone else to do it? Uh, depends on, so for me, I still do my own shipping for the most part, 30 to 60 a day at one to two minutes per item. It's under a minute. If it doesn't require a box, it's about two minutes if it requires a box. So, um, it depends on what volume, but I, I think that you can get your shipping down to half an hour to an hour a day. But a lot of people, um, if you, if every single item is a little different, sometimes people are spending five minutes a package. And that's going to suck up your whole day. You've got to figure out a way to, to, to streamline it. But, yeah, also, finding the, ways to become more efficient. The biggest people do their own shipping. So it's kind of like us beginners. I can still consider myself a beginner. At, at the this lowest level, you do your own shipping. The middle, you start to like hire people to do it. And then at the highest level, they do it all in-house. Like the biggest FBA Amazon sellers they don't hire Amazon FBA. They do it themselves in the in-house in their own building. But like with an employee, like they probably have with employees. employees. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're not like the owners aren't doing it. Um, and I think too, for me, I mean, I'm a little smaller seller compared to Chris, but for me, it's about what is your time worth. And to me, shipping doesn't take me that long and trying to find someone like for me to hire someone to ship, well, I'll sell the same amount of packages every day. And sometimes my carrier cut, like it would be really hard to organize when that was. So just finding ways to be the most efficient and being able to, I mean, since we've worked together, I've cut that time in half to where now I'm like, Oh, this isn't horrible. Um, and you can go in and bang it out really quickly. Um, I mean, I'm not doing 60 items like you are, but it's more it's more efficient for me to spend time on a lister or something that they can do every day and then I can go down and ship, right? And I want to point out that um, when you look at a company, they'll write down improvements they make. Like let's say, for example, you get a bigger table so that you can do three shipments at a time or you do this and you add all those little things up together. Um, that's that's all the, the difference between a big company and a little company is just a longer list of things that they have adjusted. So just keep going bhfo i think is a cool example because they ship ten thousand clothing items a day so what they do is the person that's shipping um they click next order the label prints the bin that stores the item most people have a bin system it goes on a conveyor belt and comes up to their left side the item that's sold lights up they pick it out of the the box the picture pops up is it this item and you're yeah. like yep and then it's like we still don't believe you scan. So scan, it's like, okay, beep, it's the right item. Then put it into the polymiller. It goes right into the bag that's already ready. 
they 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 seal it. They put it in another bin. That bin goes to the the truck that's waiting to take it to the post office. The person doesn't actually move around, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to, you know, make it as little as possible. And I, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if eventually that person is just replaced by a robot. I was I mean, literally just thinking that. That's exactly yeah, what you described. I mean, it's like the only thing the person did was this. <laughs> yeah, they're just right? double and like scan something. Yeah, they're double checking. But that's something. Uh, um, robot could easily do someone had mentioned my children and i am really trying to get i have a five-year-old who's very interested in my work um and so although she knows her, uh three five and 14 my 14 year old has That's no amazing. interest in any of it my five-year-old is very interested but she knows her worth um and above her worth and she's already trying to extort me for her money. I used to pay her like 50 cents to do stuff. And she learned quickly that 50 cents isn't really much. And she's like, mom, I want a dollar 50 now. <laughs> I'm like, ah, but it's like for things that take like five minutes. I'm like, I'm not paying your dollar 50 for that lady. Um, but she's learning to clean shoes and she could probably like shipping would be something that she could easily do. Right. Um, like probably in a year or two. Um, all right. Well, we are at that seven o'clock time frame. So if anyone has questions, let me make sure. I do want to talk about VA. If people have questions, I think the big takeaways from this is set your expectations. Um, you learn by, oh, that's something I wanted to mention too. In early education, because um, I have little kids too, one of the things that they tell you too is to put a mirror in front of your children as they're learning to do things because they learn from seeing and doing, even if it's just themselves. Um, so I think that's definitely a valid point. Even if you're not teaching someone, watch what you're doing and then you can see efficiencies and ways to improve upon it as well. Um, but the big takeaways are, you know, setting expectations, showing people how to do it and having, being okay with losing some in the beginning, you know, up to six weeks to get people up and running. You're not going to find someone and tomorrow they're going to be working. So you need to be able to fit that into your business model, right? Did I cover all that was like our quick wrap up of what we learned today? Yeah, that's a good summary. Just be patient. And, you know, you didn't learn it overnight. So don't expect someone who is new to your process, new to your system to just quickly pick it up. Last tip is try not to pick people with, in my opinion, don't pick people with previous reselling experience. Just pick people who are detail oriented, on time, willing to learn. Um, and, you know, it's, one thing that's really nice is the familiarity with the mobile device. Um, how comfortable are you with this to take pictures or, or like if you have, you know, most people have people start with helping them with photographs. And this is surprising, but it's not an age thing. I, I thought it was like maybe younger people are better, but that's not necessarily the case. I, and I, oh, I was totally thinking you should hire a teenager to do that because right. they know phones. You, yeah, you would think that. But well, I just want to make one more comment for the older people yeah. listening. Yeah. When I used to sell cars, I remember that um, a 70 year old lady bought a sports car from me and it shocked me when she paired her own phone because I was like, like, how do you know that? Because it's, it's I mean, it's, it should be foreign to her, but she, she got in the car. She just went straight to the menu. She paired her iPod or it was a or iPod or iPhone. And I'm just like, this is sick. So I don't, you know, now I'm just thinking. Don't here, judge a book by its cover. Book. And yes. that is perfect car. for what's happening right now too. So don't judge a book by its cover. Um, nope. That's not the question I wanted to ask. Sorry, Duncan. Why not pick people with previous reselling experience? Because they bring their bad habits. 
Mm. I don't want you. I don't. If you have previous resale experience and you couldn't figure it out on your own, definitely don't work for me because I don't want that failure into my store. Like if, because if you if you know how to resell, shouldn't shouldn't you be able to make way more than fifteen dollars an hour? That's just my thinking. Um, it depends though. The only exception to that would be some people are um, unable to do one part of the the process. Maybe they can't source and they would love the list. You know, that's, still, yeah, that's still, where still, I'm. Still it's, I, yeah, I think it's risky, but that's kind of where I'm at. She um, prefers to list sourcing in her area is not good. She doesn't like shopping. She doesn't want to find someone else to do it. And she's done more or less consignment listing for 15 or 14 years. Um, so she was still like, she was finding a way to do the inventory, but she's like, I don't want to deal with other people. Um, and so I think I am the rare case because she's been, um, she can list better than I can. Um, but that's also something that you can do. Like as an example, um, I have two, the people that work for me are better than my, I mean, it's not that hard to be better than me because I'm not that good at anything. So all the people are better than me at it, but, and I'm okay with it as it's the thing is, it's like the expectation, right? I have a minimum standard that I can do and I'm not really expecting people to do it. Um, I'm not okay with you doing it worse than I can do it. Yeah, so I think, well, yeah, so I think this is a valid point. And this is because I'm thinking about the people. I've had quite a few people come to me talking like, I want a list. I can't find one. What should I do? Um, and if you're really good at it, I think that makes it hard to find someone because they're like, well, I want to find someone who's good at it, who is as good as I am. And I want them to be as good as I am tomorrow. So like setting your expectations appropriately. We are going over. Um, so I do want to stop here and um, give you your evening. Go have dinner and enjoy your evening thank you so much if you guys um want to join us next week every wednesday 6 30 p.m 6 30 p.m mountain standard uh chris is going to be on my channel talking all reseller things come with questions if you have them or we'll have a topic at hand um to help grow my closet or store have a good night bye guys thank you for